You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the October 2022 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month, we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report office and really, you know, shared with each other on Slack. Mm-hmm. And we wrap it all up and share it with you. So, Jess, what are we going to be covering on the October episode? We'll talk about new fundraises in the blockchain bootcamp space, um, give you an update on the ISA regulation, and dive into several public-private partnerships with bootcamps. We'll also touch on the importance of skills-based hiring in light of a new Deloitte report and a school in Brooklyn that could be an alternative to the four-year degree. And of course, we're going to tell our listeners about the seven new coding bootcamps that we added to the course report directory this October. If you stay tuned till the end of the episode, we're going to tell you about four scholarships to a bootcamp that never gives out scholarships or discounts. So stay tuned or fast forward to the end for that one. <laughs> Definitely. Let's kick off with a fundraise and a couple of personnel changes in the bootcamp world. Okay, so first, Chalk announced that they are actively raising $2 million in seed round funding to take their blockchain edtech startup to market. Chalk is creating a blockchain education web platform through its bite-sized, digestible micro-learning course videos, along with real-time cryptocurrency simulator. Their mission is to deconfuse the blockchain space by taking an education-first approach. And remember that in August, TechCrunch reported that Web3 Bootcamp Chainshot was acquired by the crypto developer platform Alchemy. So we're really seeing some interesting movement in this space. The Los Angeles-based coding bootcamp Beach Coders Academy announced a partnership with FlexSpace, and FlexSpace was created by a former WeWork leadership. Um, Through this partnership, Beach Coders will be able to scale up to reach students at FlexSpace locations around the globe without the risk of any of those long-term leases. N-Tracker reports that venture capital firm InfoEdge has invested $17 million to acquire a majority stake in the e-learning platform Coding Ninjas. This investment will help the company to explore and maximize its two platforms, which are Nowcree and Coding Ninjas. And a little bit more info about Zovio this month. Higher Ed Dive reports that Zovio shareholders just approved a plan to liquidate their assets, which will include selling Full Stack Academy. Like everyone else out there, we're wondering who is going to step in and buy Full Stack. We'll hopefully have an answer for you in our next episode. And finally, a warm welcome to two new Tech Elevator team members. The school announced in October that Lisa Sidney will oversee all operations of the Philadelphia and Wilmington campuses, and Kevin Gadd will oversee the Columbus campus. 
this October, the regulatory news all encircled pre-hired, a tech sales boot camp that operated on income share agreements and started facing some legal trouble in early 2022. So any updates there, Liz? Yes. Well, we've been predicting for years that ISA regulation was on its way, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And, um, you know, the pre-hired case is specific to pre-hired. I think some of the lessons here can definitely be learned by other boot camps, but pre-hired really first drew scrutiny for suing its own students to try to collect on defaulted income share agreements. And to me, one lesson here is all about transparency. So if you are telling students that the boot camp doesn't make money until the student gets a job, but then you're selling the ISAs to other companies that have control over those terms and conditions, then students are going to feel misled. And I'm not saying that I think venture-backed boot camps don't work, but students must always be placed even above profit in education, right? And the best boot camps that have grown with integrity over the past 10 years really know that. Your Turing School, your um, tech elevator, but Prehired has for now moved to restructure the company and discontinue the use of ISAs. So they may be able to move forward without without the ISA issue. Yeah, Reuters actually just published an update this past week on Prehired. A New York bankruptcy judge this week transferred the bankruptcy of the Prehired case to Delaware, the state of Delaware, saying Prehired didn't have enough ties in the state of New York. As with so many companies, Prehired was incorporated in Delaware, and it's where its lawsuit against students is based from. Um, which is why New York kicked this bankruptcy case to the Delaware Bankruptcy Court. But this isn't over. You know, there's already some pushback on this decision. Pre-hired's attorneys say that the bankruptcy case needs to be in New York since its principal assets, as in those ISAs, are contracts based on New York law. So we'll have to see where this all goes and if it'll wrap up by the end of the year. Um, but definitely some lessons in there to be taken by other, other mm-hmm. boot camps, I think. From nationwide initiatives in India to hyperlocal partnerships in Delaware to veteran-assisted programs in the U.S., this October was bursting with news about workforce development and public-private partnerships that really impressed us. So, Jess, let's start local. What's going on in Jacksonville? So training provider Skillstorm announced their new initiative, Upskill Together, which they've launched with a coalition of universities um, and employers like Salesforce and Amazon Web Services. Upskill Together aims to expand access to industry-recognized tech credentials by incorporating a 12 to 14-week online bootcamp-like experience that's given from Skillstorm to university degree programs at schools like Florida State University, Jacksonville University, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and many more. And by the way, many of those are also based in Florida, those universities. Oh, and these students are paid $20 an hour for this training time that they're doing. So that 12 to 14 week training time. Once they're done with the training, Skillstorm then lines up students as consultants for a two-year stint at Fortune 500 companies. And this experience is kind of like a paid internship where these participants are paid salaries of up to $60,000 a year um, in that first year at the very least. Upskill Together sounds like a really interesting new way forward for university bootcamp partnerships and and wondering if it will take off um, with other initiatives that we may be seeing in the coming year. 
Love to see university bootcamp partnerships that emphasize the career placement mm-hmm. side of things, right? Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, well, if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, then you know that Delaware is home to some really interesting bootcamp employer partnerships. And Holly Quinn from Technically asked this October, how have Delaware coding bootcamps changed in the past five years? I was so happy to read this article. Um, I feel like, you know, some media kind of likes to declare in the headlines that the bootcamp is dead, which is just ridiculous if you look at how many students are still graduating from boot camps. But Quinn points out that boot camps and similar tech education programs that are geared towards adults have grown and are really thriving in markets like Wilmington. Locally, the number of boot camps has increased throughout COVID-19. There is nonprofit Zip Code Wilmington, which was founded in 2015. I feel like that was really the first one. And it was founded through a partnership called Tech Impact. And then Code Differently came along, um, which took the bootcamp model and made it more flexible and accessible, especially for parents and low-income community members. And then most recently, Tech Elevator, which added a Wilmington campus in January 2022 with support from Tech Impact as well. If you'll notice, there's kind of a common thread here. Tech Impact, I think, has a lot to do with that success. And I think other smart communities have emulated that because it's really a marriage of local government with employers, which is so important. Um, Anthony Hughes, who is the founder of Tech Elevator, looked back on the past few years like this. He said, quote, with the early coding boot camps, there was such pent up demand that they were able to focus purely on the technical skills. They were in markets like New York, Boston, San Francisco, where their early grads could get jobs quickly. But as the industry sort of started to proliferate and became a bit more mainstream, what started to happen was that placement rates began to dip. It just wasn't enough to have the skills you needed to navigate the job search process. And to me, that's exactly what Delaware boot camps have done. They've always understood that it's about the job support and about diversity and inclusion. And so, yeah, I think they'll continue to be a role model for other communities. Definitely. According to WV News, West Virginia's tuition-free online coding school, New Force, will begin accepting applications for its seventh cohort of students, and that's happening right now. Um, It started on October 26th. New Force is a six-month program for West Virginians with little to no coding experience to help them learn technical skills, and it also includes some of that career support that's so important. The school reports that 86% of job-seeking grads from New Force have found employment in software development within six months of graduating. That's a great number. And the majority of those grads are actually working remotely or have some kind of hybrid, flexible work options. So again, we love to hear about these kinds of successful you know, private public partnership training programs. Yes. And here's another one in the Navy times this October, Corey Wilkins reported on operation level up, which is an intense 18 week program through galvanize where active duty military learned to be software engineers. It's a partnership with DOD Skillbridge and transition assistance programs within the military. And Galvanize is also a preferred partner for vet tech. They talked about that as well in this article, which means that if students don't get hired, Galvanize will refund the cost of tuition back to the VA. In the last fiscal year, about 200 service members received training. And this year, Galvanize is on track to provide training to about 300. Cool to see some numbers there. And they spoke with a student, Jose Lozano, who graduated and is now a software engineer at JPMorgan Chase. He says it's given him a chance to 
to work as a problem solver and that his military experience gave him those leadership skills. So a perfect combination. Love to hear that Operation Level Up is growing. So over in the UK, FE News highlighted the online front-end web development program, Skills Bootcamp, um, which is through edX, that Brits can take totally for free thanks to the Department for Education's Skills for Life initiative. To be eligible for using the Skills for Life initiative towards the Skills Bootcamp tuition, applicants must be at least 19 years old, living or working in England, and have not attended a previous Skills Bootcamp. Um, If that sounds like you and you're ready to make a career change, definitely check it out. In India, the government and Goa has partnered with Newton School to launch the Digital Goa Scholarship Program. This partnership would consist of a coding and mindset boot camp that progresses into a six-month-long full-stack certification program. They've also launched this scholarship program, so students will not have to pay anything until they get a job in the placement phase with Newton School and actually start earning a salary. The goal is to make Goa a hub for tech advancements and to eventually graduate more than 16,000 students every year, which is a ton of growth. So we'll definitely be following that one. We continue to see skills-based hiring trending in the news this month. So Liz, what is the latest on employers who have switched to this skills-based hiring method? Well, over on HR Dive, Catherine Moody explored a new Deloitte report about skills-first employers, which are employers who are basically hiring for ability over degrees. Skills-based organizations actually outperform their peers, according to that report, but also found that many organizations are struggling to make significant changes, even amid calls for workplace agility. One employer said it required a complete rebuild of their job descriptions and positions, but that doing so helped them to remove barriers to significant sources of talent. I do think it's important to keep this in mind that, you know, when we say hire for skills instead of a degree, which we hear all the time now, Mm -hmm. right? We even hear uh, President Biden saying that. Uh, It can seem like that just means, you know, just remove the degree requirements bullet point from the job description, no problem. But that requires a lot more at huge organizations. Mm -hmm. So something to consider. Apple CEO Tim Cook made an announcement this month about the state of women in tech. Liz, what is Tim's thoughts on diversity in tech these days? Well, Tim Cook told the BBC in October that, quote, I think the essence of technology and its effect on humanity depends upon women being at the table. Technology is a great thing that will accomplish many things, but unless we have diverse views at the table that are working on it, you won't wind up with great solutions, end quote. Apple had 35% female staff across its global staff in 2021, according to their own diversity figures. And Cook sees this, as many companies now do, as a business imperative. The BBC points out that, uh, you know, Apple launched their original health kit in 2014 without a period tracker, which really led to a lot of accusations that this was an oversight because there was male bias among its developers. Tim Cook also, though, thinks that this all starts with education, saying, quote, we have to fundamentally change the number of people that are taking computer science and programming, end quote. His view is that 
everyone should be required to take some sort of coding course by the time they finish school in order to have a working knowledge of how coding works and how apps are created. Um, For now, Apple has just launched their UK founders development program, which is why they were talking to the BBC. And that's for female founders and app creators in the UK. And we wanted to give a shout out to the new Women in Tech Scholarship offered in partnership through Coding Bootcamp, NewCamp, and Google Cloud. Um, Through this scholarship, $50,000 has been made available this year to assist women looking to gain coding skills using NewCamp's bootcamp. So if you're interested in the scholarship, go to the NewCamp website in order to gain access. That's a cool diversity in tech initiative. Totally. Um, and then, yeah, in, in New York, Paul Fain interviewed Ruben Agbona, who is the co-founder of Marcy Lab School in New York City, which is being touted as a possible true alternative to a four-year college degree. Marcy is a one-year full-time fellowship in software engineering. And most notably, they combine the boot camp with a liberal arts curriculum, like reading books about race and politics. It kind of reminds me, Jess, of the um, uh, Make School and Dominican University partnership, although that's no longer running, uh, but kind of that combination of the boot camp um, skills-based education and then also Uh, the liberal arts curriculum. Mm -hmm. Right now, Marcy Lab is funded by philanthropic support, so it's tuition-free to students. But Agbona talks in this article about how the school may change as it grows. Last year, they graduated 30 students who got engineering jobs with an average salary of $106,000. But as Paul asks, you know, what happens as they scale? And Agbona says that their goal in the next 10 years is to serve around 1,000 to 2,000 students each year in New York City, but that they'll always keep the student to instructor ratio 12 to 1. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on, on Marcy Lab. I think they sound mm-hmm. really, really interesting. And it sounds like they're planning to scale responsibly, which is great to hear in this industry and with a focus on employer networks, which is truly the you know future of, of boot camps for sure. Totally. They sound like such an effective program on the scale that they're on right now. At least at this scale, for sure. If they could like also scale up and and do that same kind of work. Um, Network programming and IT giant Cisco announced an initiative to provide digital and cybersecurity skills training to 25 million learners over the next decade through its Cisco Networking Academy, um, which is actually celebrating 25 years in service already. According to HR Dive, this initiative is also to improve equity and inclusivity in the tech workspace. Cisco has partnered with Experis, which is part of Manpower Group, to offer learning paths and IT, cybersecurity, and network programming. So I thought this was a cool initiative, helping diversify that cybersecurity and networking career space. Well, Jess, a few new programs were announced this month. Which types of schools and campuses do we read about in October? So according to The Capitalist, Florida International University, as we said, has partnered with Skillstorm to offer that cybersecurity certification training course, among other certifications that are kind of more specific, like AWS and Salesforce. And despite all of this talk of Zovio selling Fullstack, Fullstack Academy continues to expand its university partnerships. This month, Fullstack Academy announced a partnership with Wake Forest University's School of Professional Studies. 
In the UK, School of Code has opened in Birmingham. School of Code offers free tech training to Brits over the age of 19 through that Life Skills Initiative, and the first cohort kicks off in February 2023. And Tech Elevator announced that it is opening a new campus in Washington, D.C., so that first cohort will start this coming January. Yeah, that's really cool. And we also added seven schools to the course report listings this October. Jess, let's tell everyone who yeah. those new those seven new schools are. So we've added a few online coding boot camps, Algro Academy, Dream Tech Academy, Top Mentor, and Code Gym University. The Marcy Lab School is now in our listings, which is that free full-time program for New York City residents that we spoke about earlier. And we added the Kenya-based Zindua School and Blockchain Bootcamp Rare Skills. So if you attended any of these boot camps, you can now go to Course Report and leave a review of your experience at the boot camp. And Jess, let's wrap up this episode as we always do mm-hmm. by talking about our favorite pieces to work on and publish on the Course Report blog this October. Jess, what was your favorite piece? With all of this talk about inflation here in the U.S., there's been a lot of murmurings about whether it's a good time or not to enroll at a coding boot camp. So Roger Wang from Springboard took this question head on in our latest installment of Ask a Career Coach. Roger breaks down reasons for why coding boot camps can make sense for career changers and upskillers, and the sort of return on investment you could expect as a boot camp graduate during inflation times, specifically if you were to enroll at Springboard. So definitely check it out if you've been sort of wondering the same thing right now, considering making a career change, but also concerned about inflation. So Liz, you mentioned at the top of this episode that we have a really exciting, super exclusive batch of scholarships that just um, started this month. So tell us all about them. Yes. Well, yes. Okay. So my favorite thing to publish on Course Report in October was these four new scholarships, (laughs) and they're all from General Assembly for Course Report readers exclusively. I will just say General Assembly never offers discounts, especially for their immersive boot camps. So this is a huge opportunity. A couple of these have deadlines of uh, late January. So, you know, you've got a couple of months for for some of these, but they're, they're definitely worth acting on quickly. There's a $1,500 diversity tuition discount, a $1,595 military tuition discount, a $1,000 accessibility tuition discount and a $1,000 merit tuition discount. Wow. So yeah, you can find the quick applications for all of those scholarships, those tuition discounts on the General Assembly school page on Course Report. We'll put a link in the uh, news roundup and it should take you about two minutes to apply, honestly. Um, Definitely worth it. That's so cool. Those are such big scholarships. Definitely take advantage of those if you've been considering applying to General Assembly. For sure. And that does it for our October podcast episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, You can keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online and in-person bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the November Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. And of course, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then of course, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving us a review. 
we will see you in November.